Hey everyone, what's up? Welcome in to another episode of Real Sports Talk by Naraj Kalia. Hope you're all doing well today on this Wednesday, December 8, 2021. A couple of things we're going to get into today. Just looking ahead to week 14 of the NFL season. And I will recap some of the NBA action we saw last night and get into some other, other things that are going around the NBA Association. So, stay tuned for that. Um, overall, obviously, baseball remains to be in a lockout, which uh, should be interesting to watch as this month rolls on. You know, obviously, all the big spending that was done early on is is there, uh, but you know, players and owners continue to negotiate, and it's going to be interesting to see how long this baseball lockout does last. Because as a result, a lot of teams really just can't do what they have to do in terms of getting ready for the spring season, winter meetings, things like that. So it's going to be interesting to watch how much the players even budge. You know, they obviously need to get to a point of agreement before, you know, March or April, I would think. So, you know, it's going to be one of those things to really kind of monitor and watch out for. You know, people still uh, are really committed and invested in baseball as much as they were years ago some people obviously are not but you know it's one of those things where fans definitely are uh, looking for some answers obviously you know the Yankees haven't spent any kind of big money as they usually do so you know it's gonna be one of those things where post lockout of the of, you know Major League Baseball a lot of things are gonna be kind of going in motion after that so let's get right into it um, week 14 um, on its way here in the NFL, um, there's a lot of things to look forward to. You know, I put my spotlight on uh, some teams that need to step up, wide receivers that need to step up, quarterbacks as well. And I'm gonna leave the coaches probably alone just for this week, just because I've been on them a lot <laughs> last two, three weeks, even more. So I'll leave that out of it. Uh, so look at week 14, obviously um, a lot of teams are sitting at an interesting spots in terms of the NFC, AFC, AFC playoff picture, you know, and obviously it's going to come down to the small things with the division games on tap and, you know, obviously the goal of this 17th game that they put forth and everything is, you know, some teams have a late bye week, which is kind of interesting, but whole point was kind of add intrigue um, heading into the final weeks of the season. It doesn't seem like, to me at this point, any team's going to be able to rest their starters until like the very last game. Possibly even not even that game either, you know, so that's the kind of thing that NFL wanted to kind of take out and they might have a good chance of being successful. Obviously, if teams continue to kind of show, you know, you know, are close in the standings with one another. So, three teams uh, that I'm going to list here for week 14 to step up and get a big win. Um, number one, I'm going to start with the Minnesota Vikings. You know, the Minnesota Vikings are coming off a pretty tough and embarrassing loss. Uh, now, yes, the Lions competed hard, and Dan Campbell deserves credit, and they de- definitely won that game. But we know that a lot of that game was really about the talk afterwards about was about the Vikings' defense and how they kind of played at that final play. So, 
you know, the Minnesota Vikings had some troubles lately, obviously, of finishing and closing out games. They could easily be the opposite record right now. You know, uh, they could easily be the opposite record right now, 7-5 and five maybe, but they are instead under 500. And, you know, they haven't gotten it done particularly well on defense this season. The offense has had success at times, and they've been keeping them in the majority of these games. But we know that there have been instances where the offense has struggled as well. Um, but Mike Zimmer obviously is in a big year, and the Vikings definitely need to find a way to get back on track if they want to make a push for the seventh seed in the MC wildcard race. You know, they have some more games coming up that are going to be very, very crucial. Now, Adam Thielen's status is unknown. So is uh, Dalvin Cook for the upcoming Thursday night game against the Steelers. So, it really comes down to, can the Vikings obviously uh, play well um, from start to finish and actually win a game they have to win. Now, the Steelers are coming off a big win themselves. Sorry, they're coming off like a big win in terms of their season. The Vikings, obviously, everybody thought heading into last week, you know, they have a chance to get back on track and and you know be at six and six and now they're staring at a couple of games now here where they have to be able to win out a, li- a little bit more than they have been and you know they've had their games this season where they've had double digit leads and they've kind of you know have lost in the closing stages of these games so you know coming out on Thursday night I mean they need a good performance from their defense they need a good performance all together from start to finish and it's going to take a big effort for, for for all all of that to happen. So you look at look at where they are the NFC North. They're not going to be able to cash the Green Bay Packers. So they're pretty much playing for that wild card spot. And you know you've got to be able to get it done um, at home in a big time game against the Steelers. You know Patrick Peterson should be back. Uh, for them in this game so they just need to show up and, and really play a committed game for Mike Zimmer obviously Kirk Cousins is going to do what he has to do and you know he's likely going to still be there after this season in my opinion so you know the more thing is for Mike Zimmer and this this whole team like you just want to see Mike Zimmer do things well in this game kind of you know bring out his best against Mike Tomlin and the Steelers this week and get the Vikings in a position where they can contend uh, and be the running for one of those final wildcard spots when the season is potentially also turn in. The next team that I believe needs a big win um, in week 14 will be the Cleveland Browns. And the Browns are obviously coming off a bye week they're hosting the Baltimore Ravens, the same team that they faced a couple of weeks ago. And we know that in that game, you know, the Browns defense did play well. They got turnovers on Lamar Jackson. Um, the offense obviously struggled to, to put up points and be productive. Now, Baker Mayfield obviously has been dealing with that shoulder injury since week two, week three. Uh, their offense has been up and down a lot this season. Nick Chubb, Jarnis Johnson... Kareem Hunt, they all might be healthy and available to play in this game. So, you know, it's more about obviously consistency with the Browns, right? Their offense hasn't been that sharp um, 
you know they've looked out of sorts in a couple of opportunities um, so you just want to see Kevin Stefanski and this team come out and play with the, with the um, passion and the aggressiveness that they need to play with obviously I thought the Browns would be a much better team this season um, they clearly have not been that way and they've had struggles on offense defense as well at times but this game is about the Browns keep players stepping up like Baker Mayfield you know you want to see Jarvis Landry be productive and then on the defensive side of the ball you know you want to see Miles Garrett have an impact against the Baltimore Ravens you want to see you know Ward have an impact Greg Newsom you want to see the Browns make plays again that they did a couple weeks ago you know because they're gonna need that kind of effort they're six and six with the games coming up ahead that are tough on their schedule there's no doubt so it is kind of make or break time for Cleveland they're you know they're about to take on a couple of opponents in this closing stretch that they are going to be challenged and they're gonna need Baker Mayfield uh, to find a way to have the success that he had a season ago some some kind of success in terms of uh, being more efficient with the football um, and just being able to put up points and uh, and make sure that you're you know you make sure that you're you're in that kind of environment that kind of game where you have a chance to win it you know they had their chances definitely against the Baltimore Ravens previously um, you know it's just one of those games which you know it got away from them very early you know obviously Baker has some turnovers in that game and you know, it just wasn't that kind of performance that you expected from Baker Mayfield. And knowing that, you know, he's playing for a contract and, um, you know, you look at Nick Chubb, obviously he's been dealing with some injuries and coming back from that. I mean, it's really about being more productive early on in these games. And the, and the Browns have gone up to a slow start a lot, I would say, in their games this season. So they got to fix that around if they have a chance to you know make it happen uh, later this season and the final team that I believe needs a big win in week 14 would be the LA Rams and you're thinking the Rams just won last week right against the Jacksonville Jaguars but alright it was the Jacksonville Jaguars right prior to that they had a three game losing streak in which they really were out work out hustled and yeah they got back on track last week with Odell and Cooper Cup Stafford playing much better, but it was a Jacksonville Jaguars, and the real opponent that they have this week are the Arizona Cardinals. All right, it's a rematch from week I think week two or week three or week four I believe. Um, you know, the Cardinals beat the Rams earlier this season, I think 37 to 20. Right um, now, you look at the Rams; they're they're the road team in the situation. You're playing the Arizona Cardinals team that is 10 and two, I believe. 10 to 10 3. Um, you know, it's a big time matchup for Matthew Stafford, Sean McVay. The Rams are going to need a complete performance in this one uh, to win. You know, so, I mean, look at Matthew Stafford. This, these are the kind of games that he was brought in for, he was acquired for. You want to see him play his best in this game and, you know, put the Rams in a position to win this game. Last time, you know, it kind of got away from the Rams, you know, because the Cardinals just ran the ball particularly well. The Rams had two turnovers in that game, 
uh, Carlos had none. So, you know, Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins are back, and you know they are going to be formidable. But you're the Rams. You're you know Jalen Ramsey in this defense. You got to be able to stand up, really try to slow down that Cardinals running game, and try to beat the Rams in their own. Uh, sorry, beat the, beat the Cardinals in their own their own building. So. McVay obviously has done a lot of good things this season, but the record that the Rams do have right now it could be better. And this is an t- opportunity for the Rams to get a signature victory this season. Um, the division might still go to the Cardinals, uh, you know, despite it. But you know, in terms of the Rams and their playoff hopes and their Super Bowl hopes, you know, you want to be able to get this win and put some big time momentum. So you want to see Aaron Donald have a big game. We want to see Sonny Michelle, who had a big game last week, continue to have success. And more importantly, you want to see this offense of the Card- of the other Rams really take it to the Cardinals on Monday Night Football and make it very interesting um, in terms of the NFC playoff stage the rest of the way. So in this segment, I want to get into a little bit of the NBA season um, and recap some of the action that we saw yesterday. A lot has been going around in the NBA. Obviously, you know, more and more you're seeing some teams kind of, uh, you know, put together a couple of consecutive wins in a row. Um, obviously, some teams are trying to figure out their rotations, which stars are going to be able to like play. A lot of intrigue, a lot of uh, possibilities heading into Christmas Day and the games that are coming up on that day. So, uh, pretty interesting season. Obviously, we've seen a lot of teams that should be better struggle. Um, and, you know, the status, Ben Simmons, Kyrie Irving, um, remain to be seen um, as the season rolls on. So, let's get right into it. Yesterday, it's a game between the Brooklyn Nets and the Dallas Mavericks and the Brooklyn Nets were able to go into Dallas and uh, win 102-99. They hand Dallas their uh, fifth straight loss at home. Luka and Porzingis made their return to the lineup in this one. I think they were held due to injuries the previous few games. But yeah, this was a game in which Dallas uh, played pretty well for the most part. Until the very end of the, you know, until the fourth quarter where, you know, their shot making, their decision making kind of wasn't as great. Luka definitely looked a little bit out of sorts, uh, not able to hit his shot to get his rhythm going as much. And that kind of really uh, hurt Dallas down the stretch of that game. You know, Porzingis obviously had some misses, but even more importantly, you know, you had Tim Hardway miss a lot of key shots, especially the game tying three-pointer attempt. And this one, and the Nets started slow. They overcame a 17-point deficit. You saw, you know, Kevin Durant put up a decent amount of points, like 24 points. Harden, uh, up, I mean, around the same, uh, you know, and then you kind of saw guys chip in pretty well, for the most part. Uh, the Nets outscored the Mavericks 27-13 in that fourth quarter. Um, you know, they had the rebounding advantage as well. You know, so. You know, it could have been better in some spots. I mean, Luka did have his, you know, spot, you know, points. But, you know, down the stretch of the game, we just kind of saw that there just wasn't a whole lot of ball movement, a whole lot of just, you know, isolation. And, you know, some some key passes here and there could have been better. The 
The rebounding could have been better as well for the Dallas Mavericks. It was kind of an issue for them in this game. Um, the Nets, you know, just kind of stayed with it. And you still saw guys come off the bench like Patty Mills and Claxton uh, do some fairly good things overall. You know, and James Harden, obviously, you know, he definitely, and you know, late situation, obviously, can get his shot and definitely did that. But Luka was 3 of 11, I think, from 3. You know, Porzingis obviously missed quite a bit of shots that he could have made. Um, so, you know, Nets improved to 17 and 7 on the season, and Dallas drops to 11 and 12 on the on the season. Uh, the next game that took place last night was between the Knicks and the Spurs. The Knicks have had a struggle as of late. You know, really been able to win a lot of games consecutively, just like Dallas in some ways. But yesterday they beat a San Antonio Spurs team that obviously continues to struggle to put together, you know, a consecutive week of, uh, of you know, good games. Uh, they're obviously a very young team that continues to grow, um, you know. But the Nick, the the Knicks needed this one, uh, just knowing that they were obviously, they, you know, obviously losing three straight heading into this one, and they won 121 to 109. And R.J. Barrett had 32 points, had seven three-pointers in this one. Alex Burks played very well, so did Emmanuel quickly. Um, R.J. Barrett just has to play like this more, you know. That's the key for the Knicks, is that they need more consistency from all their starters. You know, Randall obviously took a little bit of a backseat in scoring. It's a little bit more better in some key spots when needed to be passing the, passing the basketball. Um, you know, but the Knicks just really... Um, out rebounded the Spurs, got more possessions in this game, and that really kind of helped the Knicks get a big uh, a big win uh, in terms of you know um, their season, in terms of like you know just tying their get back back to 500. But now they have obviously another game tonight, so it's gonna be a long season. But the Knicks gotta find ways to be more consistent, um, as well as some other other teams that are sitting um, you know at the similar kind of record right now. And then the final game that uh, took place last night was between the Boston Celtics, Los Angeles Lakers, and the Lakers were able to win 117 to 102 over the Celtics. You know, you need to see. Obviously, Lakers need to be able to. You, you got to see more of the Lakers play like this. But defensively, they obviously have struggled to be really good in some situations, and they have struggled, no doubt, injuries and just not being able to get stops has been an issue for them. But last night. They did a fairly good job of, uh, you know, finding their spots. LeBron had 30 points. I think Westbrook put up 24. AD had 17 points. And the Davis has been a little bit off and on uh, since he's come back from injuries. And he hasn't looked as dominant as he once used to look. Uh, he's going to have to step it up a lot more, you know, either in terms of getting him more shots and early in the game or giving him a chance to, you know, find his spots. But he has to be better. You know, he's obviously... Um, going to be part of the Lakers' future. You know, you just want to see him be more consistent, more better. I mean, LeBron obviously picked his spots, and Lakers did play fairly well. I mean, they got contributions from everyone. Obviously, their big three. You know, Carmelo obviously had some points in there, you know. Um, but more importantly, you saw the Lakers rebound. You know, the turnovers were a bit too high. Um, you know, they have to clean that up for sure. But... You just saw a Lakers team that just shot the ball very well, picked their spots. You know, Westbrook obviously attacked the rim as he usually does. Um, 
but it was a more of a game where the Lakers just really were able to just limit everybody else on the Celtics except Jason Tatum. Tatum had I think 34 points. Jalen Brown I think was out um, for this one, uh, but nobody else. You know, Dennis Schroeder didn't have that big of a game. It was just more of Tatum being able to kind of keep the team in the game and then. You know, just lack of shooting. You know, Marcus Smart didn't play particularly well, and he'll have to bounce back coming up. Um, you know, ahead for the Celtics. Now, as for some of the other things going on in the NBA right now, uh, obviously Steph Curry is closing in on breaking a record. I think with the three-point shot held by Ray Allen. Uh, that's going to be something to watch out for. Now, it's reportedly also that you know Damian Lillard. Um, you know, wants an extension from the Blazers, you know, for two years, $107 million. Um, very interesting. You know, Portland obviously has been up and down this season as well. Uh, unfortunately, C.J. McCollum has a, uh, in, in, you know, a condition, an injury that really he's going to, they really have to prioritize, obviously, his health, and he's going to have to miss time as a result of that. But you look at Portland, you know, they did uh, let go and fire their gym after an investigation that really was, um, you know, revealing and surprising. Uh, but Portland has made a change, and you look at Damian Lillard, obviously, he's talked about being committed to Portland and being there long term. Um, but now this report, apparently, that's been out there about him wanting to be, um, you know, there for two years to be the highest paid player uh, the next two seasons I think um, you know the Blazers have an interesting decision to make you know obviously he doesn't want to leave Portland but he is putting Portland in a situation where you know as he's at age 34-35 and you know do you really want to give him that money where Portland's not going anywhere in my mind in terms of like in terms of this season I don't see them being a playoff team or a, a team that will last longer than the first round. So, you know, Damian Lillard is definitely an exceptional player. Uh, he's had so many, uh, you know, great seasons of putting the team on his back and everything. You know, Portland, with their new ownership change and what they might do. I mean, that time might be coming for both time, both time, you know, both you know, sides apart, part ways. And Damian Lillard will instantly help a lot of teams right now. Uh, obviously, Philadelphia comes to mind just because of what they're looking to do. Um, but, man, it just feels like, you know, Lillard, obviously, you know, he talked about, obviously, trying to win the championship and winning the right way and being committed to one team. And, you know, that's all great. And he's obviously open to the idea of Ben Simmons possibly playing with him. Um, but what's Portland going to give up to get those guys, you know, get Simmons is the first thing. And then, you know, will it be part of the future? of this team as well so there's a lot of things that are kind of going to be uh, you know, intriguing to find out about the Portland Trailblazers but Lillard is an exceptional player he's done a lot for this team for the organization he's taken obviously a lot of different uh, chances and he obviously you know was on board I guess of bringing on Chauncey Billups so you know Portland's gonna have to navigate an interesting way are they gonna trade their star or are they gonna keep him obviously there's a lot of great teams that come to mind who would want Damian Lillard but what are you going to be able to get him is a question and I think that these talks will only intensify ahead of the you know trade deadline so it is going to be very really interesting to see how uh, they manage that and then for Ben Simmons as well 
you know, he obviously hasn't played yet, and the question is, will he will he play this season at all, um, or will he be moved? And that is something that the Sixers really have to figure out as well, as they are seeing some of the younger guys play in quickly. Uh, sorry, in um, Tyrese Maxey and and you know other players, but Philadelphia isn't having a whole lot of success right now either, and they're gonna need something to change going forward if they want to remain in the mix of the top Eastern Conference teams uh, this season. So in this next segment, I want to get back to talking about Week 14 and focusing on uh, wide receivers and quarterbacks that need to step up in Week 14 of the NFL season. Um, obviously, you know, there's a lot of names that, you know, from, from week to week could change. And I look at a couple of, uh, you know, wide receivers, and I feel like these three, definitely considering where their teams are, um, in the season and what's on the line. I'm going on that and uh, I'm going to start with Hunter Hunter Renfro of the Las Vegas Raiders. You know, the Raiders have had obviously a difficult season, no doubt. There's been a lot of things that have gone on since, you know, they had the resignation of John Gruden and then the tragedy with Henry Ruggs and whatever he, you know, transpired with that. Um... You know, so they've been through a lot. You know, interim head coach uh, Rich Basaccia has done a fairly good job of at least keeping this team, uh, you know, obviously engaged and competitive and motivated to obviously go out there and play well. Uh, like a Hunter Renfro, you know, he's been there for, you know, quite a while. I think a couple of seasons or so. And, you know, he's kind of seen a lot of things kind of change with this Raiders um, offense. And so... You know, they're going against the Chiefs this week, and they're going to need Hunter Renfro to really produce. I think he has to play particularly well um, in order for them to have a chance, you know, because the Chiefs defense has been playing fairly better than they looked early on this season. And, you know, the Raiders, considering how they looked as an offense last week against um, Washington, they're going to need him to get in the end zone, more importantly. You know, he has had over a hundred uh, receiving yards or more the last few games but he hasn't really scored and I think that's really where it has to kind of happen for him heading into this week against the Chiefs obviously playing that one o'clock slot uh, they he needs to be able to step up and make some plays against his Chiefs secondary their cornerbacks um, and get in the end zone. And I think that's really important for the Raiders. You know, they obviously weren't able to do a good job of keeping up last time um, with the Raiders. Um, sorry, with the, with the Chiefs last time. So he's going to have to do that uh, uh, much better. And he's going to have to get in the end zone, um, you know, to really be productive for this team going forward. And the rest of the season, when they have some of these top games coming up, that will decide their playoff, their, you know, their playoff uh, hopes. The second wide receiver that I believe is in week 14 is Terry McLaurin of the Washington football team. You know, they're going to be against Dallas this week um, at home, I believe. A big-time game for Washington and their chances to make this interesting in the NFC East. Uh, McLaurin obviously has had his ups and downs. 
Obviously, the quarterback situation has been interesting, but you know, with with him, you know, he has five touchdowns on the season. Um, you know, he hasn't really scored in some weeks now. I think a couple of weeks or so. You know, so he's gonna have to find a way to be more productive and more of a factor, and that's gonna obviously start with Taylor Heineke doing a better job getting him the ball. But he needs to produce. Um, and make some big plays for this team, you know, um, you know, being able to kind of win those matchups on the outside. And Dallas, obviously, you know, their defense is is playing at a decent level, but there are opportunities to be had there against you know Trevon Diggs and Anthony Brown. So, if there's any game that McLaurin could really do a whole lot of damage. Uh, it's going to be this one, you know. It is going to be this one, I think, particularly what Washington has been playing like during this winning streak, you know. Uh, he's going to have to show up, um, make some big plays if Washington wants to put up points in this one and keep it close with Dallas the rest of the rest of this game. And a final wide receiver that I believe needs a big week 14 is Cortland Sutton of the Denver Broncos. Now, yes, Corlin Sutton is coming off, obviously, an ACL uh, injury from last season, which he missed most of the year. Um, but look at Corlin Sutton. He had a breakout year in 2019. Um, you know, he is someone that Broncos have rewarded a contract, an extension this season. And he's a really good player, can do a lot of good things well. But he wasn't much of a factor last week, you know, against the against the Chiefs. Now, part of that obviously was Teddy Bridgewater and the play calling not being as great as it was. The execution was off. But Corlin Sutton is a really unique player and he needs to find a way to be more productive. You know, the Broncos are 6-6. Six and six. They still have a chance at making a push for the postseason and he needs to be able to produce. Um, you know, not saying that's all on him, but, you know, he is one of their wide receivers that's been there a little bit longer than the rest. And, you know, it's time for him to really uh, play well. They're facing the Lions this week at home. Should be a great game for him to, to, to get back on track, uh, to get his stuff going. And, you know, he's going to have to obviously... You know, he has battled some injuries this season as well. But he's going to have to play really well, not only in this game against the Lions this week, which should be an easy one. But then again, you never know. Um, you know, he needs play like a really good wide receiver the number one wide receiver that he can be potentially on this offense and really make it happen uh, in terms of just uh, giving the Broncos that necessary offense of push that they need um, especially in these later games they have coming up this week and on the rest of the season so now I'm going to switch gears and talk about my three quarterbacks that I believe need a big week 14 um, as I said, I've tried to go with different quarterbacks and different situations for all these teams throughout the season. Uh, I'm going to start with Ryan Tannehill of the Tennessee Ryan Tannehill, and, um, you know, he's been asked to do a lot more since Derrick Hendry has been, um, you know, ruled out for at least most of the, you know, regular season. Um, there's small hopes, a small chance that he might be able to come back 
if Tennessee advances in the postseason. But Ryan Tannehill, you look at his numbers, obviously he has 14 touchdowns, 13 interceptions this season. You know, has not been that great, you know, and just in terms of what he's expected to do, uh, what Tennessee wants to do, um, you know, he has to step up and play much better. He cannot play like the way he played against the Houston Texans where... You know, he threw a lot of picks, and then obviously the New England game, which, yes, he didn't have, you know, A.J. Brown, Julio Jones. Um, so that definitely did impact that. But, you know, Tennessee still, despite their issues they've had recently, they're still a team that has a chance to play uh, for, you know, a top spot in the AFC. So, you know, you need to. He needs to be able to find ways to get it done. You know they're playing. I think the Jaguars this week at home. So it's a game in which he could win it. Uh, I'm sorry, he could probably have a big time game, and he's gonna have to do that going forward. Especially if Tennessee's defense is giving up plays, uh, he's gonna have to be much better in those instances, in my opinion. The next quarterback that I believe needs a big uh, week 14, I'm going to go with Jimmy Garoppolo of the 49ers. Uh, look at Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, you know, he has done some good, good things well to get the Niners back in position uh, to be in the postseason picture as of right now. You know, the running game has obviously been much better as of late. The defense has played considerably well and you know last week's game against Seattle there were obviously a couple opportunities that kind of got away from you know Jimmy Garoppolo so you know I think that you know he is obviously playing um, to be you know to have to be possibly their long-term quarterback maybe but we know that with Trey Lance and the trade that they made you know Jimmy Garoppolo's time is kind of ticking in San Francisco and Kyle Shanahan and this offense we've seen what Garoppolo can or cannot do uh, in this offense of Kyle Shanahan so you know he's gonna have to play big time you know they're facing the Cincinnati Bengals who obviously gave a lot to the Chargers you know he's gonna have to kind of prove himself in this one do a good job I think of being able to make things happen uh, you know, in terms of being more efficient than he was last week against Seattle, you know, because that game kind of got away from from Jimmy Garoppolo. He's gonna have to play much better because the Trey Lance rumors are gonna continue to grow, and at some point Trey Lance is gonna be able to see the field. Maybe not this season, but it could be next season. So uh, hopefully he's able to prove enough to the point where he can make the 49ers at least think about something to change up you know next season and uh, unless they want to really re stick with Jimmy Garoppolo and keep him going the next season I mean this game coming up will be really telling in terms of this is a road game obviously playing Cincinnati who's been you know pre playing pretty well they're coming up, coming up a tough loss as well so I expect a lot of good things from both teams in this game but Jimmy Garoppolo's got to step it up and do a lot more because the running game for the 49ers, I think, alone won't win them won't win them against Cincinnati coming up. And the final quarterback that I believe needs to step up 
um, in week 14. And there's a lot of different ways that you can go with this one. Um, but to me, I think that you look at... Um, I'm drawing a blank here. <laughs> Give me a second. Um, so I've listed two NFC quarterbacks. Or sorry, I said you know, one AFC quarterback, one NFC, NFC quarterback. Um, I think if I had to go with one as of right now, because it's really a toss-up between these these ones. I kind of gone back and forth on a lot of these uh, uh, quarterbacks, but I'm gonna say Baker Mayfield. I'm gonna say Baker Mayfield of the Browns. Um, you know, Mayfield has dealt with um, quite a bit, I would say, in terms of this season. Obviously. Um, he's struggled with that shoulder injury. Um, you know, he hasn't been particularly good at times this season just because as an offense, they've struggled to really uh, push the ball down the field. You know, they traded Odell Beckham away, or sorry, he was let go, you know. Um, so Baker Mayfield has to be able to do something. He got a bye week now. They're hosting Baltimore this week at home. You know, you want to see Baker Mayfield do some good things, play well, and not have the kind of turnovers he had a few weeks ago against against Baltimore. So, I think if he can find a way to be efficient, play good football, you know, I think that um, it will do wonders for him in terms of his, you know, long term. Um, solution, you know, at just Cleveland obviously wants to commit to him, right? They want to commit to him uh, going forward, giving him a contract, and it's only going to happen if he finds ways to play well and play well, especially in these divisional games. And I think that this is the opportunity for him, you know, coming off a of bye week at home against a Ravens team that lost a tough one to the Steelers. He's got to play like it. You want to see him push the ball down the field, make plays. Obviously, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, the running game will do their thing. Um, but you want to see him be efficient with the football, not make mistakes, and kind of show that potential and that flash that he had last year. Despite with the injury he's had, the shoulder injury he's had, he's still out there and he's playing. So you want to see him go out there and do, do a good job. So I think Baker Mayfield has to play well. Browns obviously and their playoff hopes kind of rest on how well does he play down the stretch of these games and it is a crucial time for, for Kevin Stefanski so the game plan the way they have to run this offense um, it's going to re- be really important that they get off to a good start against Baltimore and that defense and make some plays happen in terms of being more competitive and having a chance to actually take advantage of opportunities and score in this game and, and win at home.